0: Hey, this is Mike Boddington. You're listening to the Core Life Training. What is it? Core Life Training Podcast. Of course it is, with Jeff Olson. All right, what's up, my friends? It's Jeff with the Core Life Training Podcast, where we dig into the Bible, we get down with some killer tunes, and we cool out with a very tasty drink of choice. Welcome to episode number seven. So, today I'm super pumped up for a couple reasons. Number one, I'm kicking off a brand new class on the story of Ruth tonight. I'm going to be leading several people through a study of the book of Ruth, both here in Gresham where I live, and several people are going to be following along online. I'm really excited to uh, work through this format where I'm leading them through a study guide, and then we're going to interact uh, both live and online. It's going to be pretty sweet. And I always love it when a new class starts. And I'm also super stoked because tomorrow pre-orders start for Youngblood Supercult's first record, High Plains. It's getting repressed on vinyl. It's vinyl that I don't have. Uh, If you want to know more about Youngblood Supercult, you can go back and check out episode number five. They were the metal minute in episode number five, and I'm super pumped. Tomorrow, 7 p.m. Central European time, which is like 10 a.m. my time. I'm going to have to press buy now, buy now, buy now, because there aren't many copies that are going to be available. So I'm super pumped about that. I'm also excited about today's episode. It's going to be a good one for you guys. Um, We have a question that comes out of a series of messages that I gave at the Elevate Men's Conference at Black Lake Bible Camp just a couple weekends ago. I spoke on loving God with all your heart. And a key question is, well, what if I don't love God? It's a great question. I'm going to take a crack at that. And this episode's metal meltdown comes from a band called Crown. They're a three-piece band out of Venice, Italy. And if you dig Lord of the Rings or Conan the Barbarian, then this metal is for you. And this episode's drink of choice is Alpha Centauri Double IPA from Hop Valley Brewing. It's one of my favorite double IPAs, and I will be enjoying this one as we go along. All right, so like I said, I was at the Elevate Men's Conference of Black Lake Bible Camp just a few weeks ago, speaking to a bunch of guys up there. And my theme was loving God passionately, right? My theme was on the great commandment that God wants your heart above all things before he wants you to be a good boy or a good girl. He wants your heart. And uh, on Saturday morning, instead of having like a regular session, like uh, typical retreats do, we had six people give basically like TED style talks. So there were about 12 minutes a piece and guys got to talk on whatever they wanted to talk about. And I... I basically themed my 12-minute talk on the series of messages that I was giving for the weekend. So I had just given the message that God wants your heart above all things the night before. And Saturday morning, I took 12 minutes to answer the question, what if I don't love God? What happens then? So it was a great time with a bunch of killer dudes, but the topic isn't specific to men for sure, right? Like there's gender equity with the great commandment. So the problem of not loving God is something that both men and women have to deal with. So like I said, I had a 12-minute timer facing me down while I spoke. And I don't know, miraculously, I think I sort of came close to it. Uh, The dudes dug it, and I hope you do too. All right? So let's get started. Why don't you grab a Bible, grab a notebook, and grab your drink of choice, and let's get down to business. So I said last night that you were made to know who God is, like to... To know God as he's revealed himself, like in Scripture, right? Not God as you want him to be or hope he is or the God that agrees with everything you think and believes what you believe. You were made to know God as he is, as he reveals himself in Scripture, to see his greatness, his glory, his beauty, his might, his majesty, and then what? What are you supposed to do, like go be a good boy? No, you're supposed to fall in love with God, right? Your heart is supposed to love God. The most important thing about you and the thing that God wants most from you Is your heart? And I said, like, uh, maybe the most important question then we should ask is where is your heart with God this weekend? Can you have an honest moment? And if you did, if you were paying attention at all, and if you took any amount of time, you probably thought to yourself or should have thought to yourself, dang, my heart is not exactly where it should be. Because not a single one of us in the room love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? What, no amens to that? (laughs) Okay, let's just be honest, right? So then the question is, what should I do if I don't love God? And that's a question all of us better have. What should I do if my heart isn't full for the Lord as it ought to be? I'm going to give you seven things in 10 minutes and 41 seconds. You can write them all down in your notebook or on your phone. Number one, you've got to admit that feelings of love are going to vary from time to time. This is just the nature of being a human being. Not every one of us rolls out of the rack uh, with passionate love for God every single morning, right? Sometimes life is good, God is blessing, things seem to be going well, and it's just easy to appreciate the Lord. It's easy to feel thankful to Him. It's easy to enjoy uh, the Lord in moments like that, but sometimes life's hard. You ever have seasons where God feels a little bit distant, maybe? Like God isn't like right there in the middle of what's going on. You're looking around going, okay, Lord, uh, you see all this, right? Hard sometimes in those moments to feel overjoyed and passionate about about a God that seems maybe distant. And we're human, and so that inconsistency is real. we got to admit that. In glory, in heaven, we will all love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength perfectly forever. Right? That's the heart that God is transforming in, in us and will ultimately produce in us, yeah? That's good news, because right now I'm a long way off. And Philippians 1.6 says he's faithful, and he'll complete his work in me. If he began it, he'll be faithful and complete it. That's good news. So that inconsistency is real, but we do have to ask the question here, um, am I just in, normally inconsistent, or is my heart cold? Right? Is this just the normal flow of life Or is maybe my heart cold? We have to admit that our feelings are going to ebb and flow a little bit. But we also have to admit that my heart not loving God above all things is a problem. Like you were made for it. Your heart was made to love him above all things. And he's worthy of infinite love. Is that right? God is actually worthy. It's not just that he demands love and he's lame. He's actually worthy of infinite love and not to give it is kind of a big deal. If you don't love me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, it's really no big deal. I'm not that awesome. And neither are you, to be honest. like We're just not that awesome. But God is, and he's worthy of infinite love, and not to give it is a problem. And oh, by the way, it is the great command, so that would be the great sin then, wouldn't it? We have to admit that regardless of how awesome our behavior is for the Lord, if our heart isn't in it, that's a problem actually a sin, not just a problem. Number three, we have to confess and repent. Right? This is the beginning of every gospel message. Confess and repent. Lord, you know my heart. You see my heart. You know where it wanders. You know where it's weak. You know where it's powerful. Right? I'm, I'm from Seattle. I love Seattle sports. My heart can move. I know. The Mariners have been lame for like so long. I know. Look, I grew up with them from 77 on, like I get it. But I love the Mariners, I love the Seahawks, I love the Sounders, I love the Seawolves, the new professional rugby team. I played rugby in high school, so I'm I'm biased. Our hearts can move big for stuff like that, and yet with the Lord, I kind of like flatlining. Lord, you see that, and I'm sorry. And confession and repentance is also a heart thing, isn't that right? It's a heart thing, before it's a word thing. Yeah, anybody have kids and one kid like knocks the other kid over or is mean to the other kid? I, I did this all the time with my little ones when they were small. Okay, my son Evan would come running around the corner and he would knock my littlest daughter Allie over and she would be crying. And he'd be like, what? What? You know, like, what? I didn't mean to. I say, you get over there and you apologize. And, oh, okay, sorry. Was he sorry in his heart? No. Was that like repentant? Was that, no, it was worth, those were words. That was maybe being polite. So if you say, Lord, I'm sorry for that, but in your heart, you're not actually sorry. There's no actual grief in your heart. That's not actually confession and repentance. So we have to confess and repent that we would have grief in our heart for our sin. Lord, I'm actually sorry that I don't love you above all things. You're worthy of it, and I don't and I'm sorry, and if you want a model for this, just go to Psalm 51. Lord, against you only have I sinned. Right? The psalmist is serious, and those are heartfelt words, and you can repeat them and not mean them, and God doesn't care. But if you mean them, man, that's the beginning of the gospel. Confession and repentance. Admit that your feelings of love are going to vary. Number two, admit that my heart being weak is a problem. Number three, confess and repent. And then number four, when you confess and repent, you have got to have nerve to trust God's gospel promise. First John nine: if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive them. Lord, my heart is weak and you know it, and I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And God says, I forgive you, and sometimes I don't feel forgiven. Isaiah 118, though your sins are like scarlet, I will wash you white as snow. And I confess my sins, and I don't feel white. I feel sort of brownish gray. What's the problem there? It's not the truth of forgiveness. The problem is my faith. I believe how I feel over what God says. And you have to have nerve. God, I don't feel forgiven. I still feel kind of dirty. But you say forgiven and white as snow, so I'm just going to take you at your word. Sometimes we feel like we got to go into the spiritual doghouse for a while with the Lord, right? Oh, Lord, I sinned again. You know, same sin. Here I am on Monday. I better read my Bible extra and pray more until Thursday when then you'll be happy with me again, and then I can ask for a blessing. That's not the gospel. Confess, repent, and then have the nerve to believe that God loves you. And he's not mad. Psalm 103, verse 11, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. He's not up in heaven bent out of shape at you. He's uh, the Lord, the Lord slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. You have to believe that truth. And that's a faith move. You have to trust his promise that he'll forgive every time and wash you white as snow. Number five, then you got to ask for a heart filled with love. God, would you give me a heart that loves you? That's God's work in us. God is transforming our hearts like, uh, like the natural man. <laughs> you know, the man that we are when we roll out of the womb has a heart that loves himself. And in the new birth, God gives us a heart, not for ourselves, but a heart for him. Boy, but we can sure find a heart for ourselves real quick, right? It takes me about 37 seconds to become self-centered again. And usually it's when you screw me, right? Then all of a sudden it's about me again. Oh, you didn't do what I want. You didn't give me what I thought I deserved. You treated me in a way that I didn't think like you should treat me. Now all of a sudden, guess who it's all about? It's about me. God, would you give me a heart filled with love for you? You think God wants to answer that prayer? Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 6, the Lord says to Moses and to Israel, you're going to go into the land, you're going to worship your idols, Eventually, I'm going to kick you out of the land. But in the last day, the Lord himself will circumcise your heart so that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. God will provide that heart. Romans 5.5, God pours out the love of God into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. God gives me a love for God. God, would you give me a heart filled with love because it's weak? Do you think God might want to answer that prayer? Right? Lord, I need a raise. Do you think God wants to He might want to answer that prayer. God, can I hit the lotto just one time? I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to answer that prayer because you'd be a fool with all that money. And so would I. We wouldn't love him with all that money, for sure. That's why I've never won. I'm pretty sure God wants to answer that prayer. In fact, I'm positive. Of all the prayers you could possibly put, uh, pray, there's one guarantee that you'll get a yes for every time. God, give me a heart filled with love for you. Number six, sometimes you got to do the right thing even though you're not feeling it. Sometimes you actually do have to do your duty even though you're not passionate about the Lord. If you're married, you know how this is. Sometimes you don't wake up in the day and just feel like bringing flowers and overflowing with love for your wife and so you just are overjoyed to go do the lawn. But listen, you're a dude. You got to get out there and mow the lawn anyway, right? We don't have the option of doing what's right only when we feel it. I can't be rebellious against the Lord because you know, God, I'm just not feeling it today. So, to heck with you. Doesn't work that way, right? Sometimes number six, you just got to do the right thing, even when you're not feeling it. Now, listen, some men live their whole Christian lives that way. God, I don't have a heart for you, but I'm doing my checklist. And that is not the goal. Imagine a marriage like that. Sweetie, I'm doing all the right things for you, but I actually love the chick down the street. Doing your duty without a heart is not the goal. Sometimes it's necessary, though. And then number seven. Oh, man, I got 16 seconds. Number seven, you have to come back to this truth. Your heart was made for God, to love him above all things. And you were made to live every detail of your life for God's glory. 1 Corinthians 10.31 and you were, be, you were made to be used powerfully for God's kingdom, like each one of you. God's gifted you and made you for that. And you will foul it up, and God is still glad to lead us on that journey. Dig man. I hope that was helpful for you. Whenever you find yourself not loving God the way you should, right? All right, so now let's get down to this episode's metal meltdown, right? This is from Crown band from Venice, Italy. And I found these guys, actually, I found these two gals and a guy on the internet a couple years ago. And honestly, one of the things I love the very most about the internet is it makes smaller bands like this from around the world accessible to people like me. When I was a kid, the only way that you would ever find a band is if that band lucked out and got picked up by a record company. That record label produced their record, promoted their concerts and tours and all like that, put them in the magazines, those are the only bands you ever found out about. The only smaller kind of bands you'd ever find out were the ones that were actually just in your town, right? And so I never would have found these guys back in the old days, right? How would you ever find a band from Italy when you live in Portland, Oregon? Like that would just never happen. So anyway, I found these guys a couple years ago and was totally blown away when I found them. Uh, You can see YouTube videos of them playing in front of these small little crowds in local bars uh, I, I see shows like that in Portland all the time. And again, I never would have found these guys except for the internet. I said, if you like Lord of the Rings or Conan the Barbarian, this metal's for you. Those themes are reflected in several song titles. Like this episode's song is going to be Two Meanest Morgul. comes from Lord of the Rings. Uh, another song they have is called The Forge of Crom," That's a Conan the Barbarian reference. And their whole first record is titled Hyborian Age. That's Conan the Barbarian through and through. So I think you guys are going to dig this one. If you like metal at all, you're going to love this. But you grab your drink of choice, kick back, and you better crank this one way, way, way up, all right? Right on, yeah. Okay, so that was Crown 2 Minus Morgul. That comes from their record Magma Frost. And I'm gonna I mean Magma Frost, what a great record name. I'm gonna leave a link to Crown's Bandcamp. You need to go there, buy their records, buy their merch, all that stuff. These guys rule. Alright, man, as I said, this episode's drink of choice is Alpha Centauri Imperial IPA from Hop Valley Brewing Company. And this is a super tasty double IPA. It's got a little citrus a little bit of pine. It's a 9% on the ABV, but it really goes down more like a regular IPA than a double IPA. Man, it's super good. You got to be careful with this one though, because they go down real easy. You know what I'm saying? Go get yourself a six pack, a 22 ounce bottle, or a pint at your establishment of choice. It's a good one. All right, man, that is it for this episode. And I want to ask you to do me one big gigantic favor, just one thing to do. If you're reading the Bible and if you come across questions that you have, things that don't make sense, stuff you're wondering about, would you please let me know that? Drop it on our Facebook page or you can email them to me at jeff at corelifetraining.org. I would love to fit you into an upcoming episode. Thanks for checking this episode out. My name is Jeff Olson. I teach the Bible and I will check you later.